Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. Greetings, everyone. You're back where it's at, and I'm spinning the beginning of the award winning talk show designed with your interest in mind. Don't forget to engage with us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's November 18th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, baseball player David Ortiz, actor, comedian Mike Epps, and rapper Fabulous. You know who else has a birthday today? Mickey Mouse. He turns 91 on this day. The theme this month is Attitude of Gratitude, and I am hoping that you all reflect on the many blessings for which we should be thankful. I also hope that you decide to be a blessing to someone else. Think about what you are thankful for and who you are thankful to. The best way to express gratitude is through giving, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but consistently and continually throughout the year. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. This week's interview is with award-winning playwright Pishanda DuBose. She is a screenwriter, author, director, poet, humanitarian, and producer. She is founder and CEO of her own production company, Mayan Productions. You can learn a lot more about this amazing woman on TalkingWithT.com as our featured guest. But now, Pishanda DuBose talks with T. I have a special treat today, listeners. One of Talking With T favorites is back on the show. She was a previous guest. She was also instrumental in bringing Ferguson the Musical here to Knoxville. She is an award-winning playwright. Pishanda DuBose, how are you? And welcome to Talking With T. I am doing great, and I'm so honored to be back. And actually, you promised to bring me back a lot closer. So <laughs> a lot closer. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I really am. This is like one of my favorite shows. I sure appreciate it. So yeah. I want you to share with our listeners a lot has gone on since you were last on the show, and uh-huh. I want an update about all the exciting things, but also I would like for you to share a little of your journey because it's inspirational, and for those that have a dream and feel like throwing in the towel, you are certainly an inspiration to keep going and not give up. So let's start with the good news. Tell us all the exciting things going on in your world. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know where to get started. That was such a uh, a wide rush. Um, Well, right now, I'm actually uh, working on uh, my very first residency in in Hollywood. Um, In the history of the historic Hudson theaters, it's a a theater landmark in Hollywood. It's been there, like I said, for 28 years, and I'm the first playwright to ever land a residency at this um, location. And what what that means is basically um, I'm going to be having one of my productions on stage every Monday night. You know, uh, people can come out and check my work out uh, every Monday night. Um, it will be running from January the 6th 
all the way to August the 3rd for the first uh, season of my residency. So that's what I'm currently working on right now, along with the second Pioneer Award featuring the Mayan Industry Award, which is an event. It's two award shows in one night that I do every two years. Okay. So okay. those are the two current um, projects that I'm working on. Um, for the Pioneer Awards, I'm honoring the legendary group Full Force. And oh, the Mayan okay. Industry Awards, yes, I'm honoring over 20 of my actors for shows that um, they have been in for the past two years. Um, other celebrity honorees and news and media. Okay. So it's going to be a, a wonderful, fun night. Um, I get to honor some really dope people. So I'm excited about that. That's another When is that? That event is December 29th. Okay. Is that in LA? Yes. It's in, at the same venue, as a matter of fact. It's oh, at okay. The mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So for your residency, it's going to be featuring your place. Every Monday, yes. how many uh-huh. plays will you be featuring? For the first season, from January yes. the 6th to August the 3rd, I'm going to be featuring six of my original pieces. Um, all of them are new, with the exception of Veracity. Veracity debuted in sept- this past September, um, which is still relatively a brand-new project. But the rest of them are all brand-new. They've never been seen before. So they're all original works, um, written, directed, and produced by by myself. It's a total of 26 total for the season. 26 shows. You're going to be busy. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I'm going to be extremely busy um, with uh, various casts, you know, because it's not just one show for the whole season. It's six separate shows um, for the whole run. All original. All original. So you've been busy writing, um, but you have some. writing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still working on on a few of them, but we'll be ready. We'll be ready. Well, I'm, you know, firsthand a witness to the caliber of show that you present. Of course, when we had Ferguson, the musical here in Knoxville, it was amazing. And I know that was just one of your shows that you were producing at that time. But before we got here to this place with the residency, with the awards, tell us a little bit about your journey because I think that's where our past we found that intersection. Yeah, I think that's how we connected. Um, somehow you heard about my story and you reached out to me. My story of homelessness, which has been a constant uh, struggle for me since I decided to take this gift that God has given me by the horns and say, okay, I'm going to pursue this seriously. You know, there has been times throughout my career in the last, I would say, I've been a playwright 10 years. This year, 2019, I would say um, my issues with homelessness started um, at the year 2012. There were several instances where me being a single mom, raising two kids by myself, I've, I've never really had a strong support basis as far as a spouse, a significant other, family or otherwise. There was several times I had to choose between paying my rent, mortgage, or whatever my situation was at the time or to mount a show, and a lot of times I chose the latter. I chose to produce what particular piece I was working on at the time, and and during those times I was was faced with a lot of judgment. I was faced with a lot of scrutiny. Um, You have kids. Why in the world would you put yourself in this position? But even back then, I was seeing the finish line. I was seeing what I was building. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
And so, yeah. and then, and then when I got back on my feet again and still able to do my productions, I would have investors pull out on me at the last minute. Okay, so I'm expecting a. a an investor to honor their word and say, okay, I'm responsible for this level of the production. And when they don't pull through, those resources have to come through my resources, which in turn hurt my housing situation. So it's been a whole lot of instances that people don't understand. Um, they would they would rather judge and say, well, well, you put yourself in that position. I would have paid my rent first. I would have done this. But those people don't have a dream. You know, and it's it's not to criticize them. I'm just telling my truth and and what right. my journey has been like. And then and then this last particular um, instance when I <laughs> when I got to L.A., I actually had an apartment lined up for me. If anybody knows anything about Los Angeles, it, it is extremely expensive to live here for any artist. But you know, I I thought I had it nipped in the bud. I'm telling you, I had an apartment lined up, and when I got here. It was rented from underneath my feet. Basically, someone else came up with the deposit before I could, and they rented it to that person. Okay, so I have a colleague that says, "Okay, you can, you and your kids can come stay with here with me for a while till you secure another place." So I'm relieved. God, I thank you. I'm grateful. Okay, then that colleague says, "Well, I'm being evicted." Wow. So I found myself in the same situation again. Nonetheless, here we are today. And, and that's been that's been a, a, a significant struggle for the last, like I said, since, since 2012. And 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 people, like I said, would rather judge someone who's dealing with homelessness versus ask the important questions like what you're doing today. Um, a lot of dreamers that I know, a lot of people who are are manifesting their dreams, have had the same struggle, especially uh, on the West Coast. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to better help you understand my journey, that's why I was being so specific. Those those were that's been my road and how I got here. So my takeaway now and when we first met was really the tenacity and chasing a dream. I'm talking about somebody who was willing to risk it all and give it all. And it doesn't happen overnight for those of no, us who are. Yeah, in pursuit of our destiny, in pursuit of those things that keep us up at night, I encourage you to keep at it. There's even more to this journey that we won't talk about today, but just understand it's an incredible story of perseverance. And I just wanted to be one of the ones to congratulate you. I'm hoping to find some way, somehow, to get out to the Hudson Theater before your residency ends or before this season ends, because I know there will be many more, but I want to be a part of the first season. And, uh, I again, I hope my listeners join me in celebrating you. Yes, and can I add something else, sure. Denisha? Had I not, this is, this is the part I need people to understand. Yes, I'm tremendously grateful for the residency. I'm, I'm tremendously grateful for any uh, awards or recognition for my work. But I need people to understand that had I not made the sacrifices I made years ago, you you wouldn't be talking to me right now about this residency. You understand mm. what I'm saying? And yeah. so it, it's like one thing begets the other. You know, nothing has ever been given to me. Nothing has ever come to me easy. You know, as a matter of fact, my particular journey, I can't speak for anybody else, but my particular truth has been it's been uh, extremely hard. 
And that's the truth for a lot of artists. You know, a lot of artists don't have support. A lot of artists don't have the finances. A lot of artists don't have just the basic, you can do it. You understand what I mean? And so thankfully, thankfully, I was one of the ones who was able to survive it all from from uh, single parenthood to homelessness to uh, public scrutiny, judgment, a whole lot of things that, that tried to stop me along the way. So I need people to understand that um, sacrifices do matter. You know, it just all depends. It's contingent on how bad you want it. And it's not actually pursuing. It's actually manifesting. You know, in order for things to manifest, we have to do more than pray. We have to do more than hope and wish. We have to, We actually have to do the work. I would have never gotten this residency had I not built a relationship with this theater, had they not watched my journey just like you did. You understand? Mm. So, you know, I did several productions at this venue, like I said, through the years, built a relationship, earned their trust, and and it just turned out to be a beautiful thing, you know. So sacrifices matter. If you're not willing to sacrifice, success is not for you. I I need your listeners to understand that, too. Not only can they do it, but you have to give up something in order to get to reap the benefits later on. And like you said, it does not happen overnight. That's the reality, reality of it all. So I don't want to take away from that. That was yes. a powerful statement of encouragement to end this interview. Although I feel like we're going to have to have another one soon, I will uh, <laughs> cut this yes. one at this time. But it's so much more. And so... You can be a mentor and encourager and all of that to those on this journey. But I want to thank you. Thank you for your time today. I'm grateful to be back. Like I said, we're we're more than interviewer and interviewee. We are sisters. So I missed you greatly. And um, like I said, you were supposed to have me back sooner than this. I think like last year. So I'm going to never let you live that down. (laughs) But uh, I'm just, you know, we have that kind of relationship. Right, right. Anytime you need me, Tanisha, I'll be more than happy to make time for an interview. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So I guess next I'll be looking for the Netflix series, but we'll talk about that later as well. Hey, that sounds good to me. Yes. All right. For a few quick bits, CNN reported that American gold medalist Fencer Race and Bogdan knelt as the national anthem played Friday at the Pan American Games in Lima, Peru. We must call for change, he tweeted. He also said that this week I am honored to represent Team USA at the Pan Am Games, taking home gold and bronze. My pride, however, has been cut short by the multiple shortcomings of the country I hold so dear to my heart. Racism, gun control, mistreatment of immigrants, and a president who speaks hate are at the top of a long list. Five people were arrested in connection to a shooting at a New Jersey high school football game this past Friday night. This shooting left three people injured. Players and spectators ran for cover as Alvin Wyatt opened fire. A 10-year-old was critically injured and a 15-year-old was grazed. A 27-year-old man was also shot and is in stable condition. We were saddened to learn of yet another school shooting. The shooting was in Santa Clarita. Two teens were killed in addition to the shooter, who was 16 years old and later died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It is reported that it was the shooter's birthday. Also make note that in addition to trending news, hot topics, and interesting interviews, I am always looking to share and highlight music 
from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Coming up next after a little music is this week's review of Trending News. to Talking With Tea, Spilling the Tea. Are you ready for this? All right, listeners, here we go. It's time to review trending news, and I have with me today the know-it-all, Professor Jay, and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. Jay, it seems like things are still going crazy in Memphis. I read where a 12-year-old 
tried to carjack a woman at the Kroger's in East Memphis at gunpoint. And some men stepped in and helped the female victim by pulling a gun on the 12-year-old and holding him until the police came. So is this activity something that's common for East Memphis or what's going on? It's really not, especially given the areas where it happened. And from what I understand, several people were in shock at the fact that the perpetrator was 12 years old because he looked to be much older than what he was. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Okay. I don't have the full details on the whole story because, like I said, I was just taken aback at the fact that we got 12-year-olds out here holding up people and whatnot at the Kroger while they're trying to make groceries. At gunpoint. At gunpoint. Mm. And I was thinking, did someone put these little bad 12-year-olds up to this, or were they doing this on their own? Because I've known sometimes older kids, young adults, will get the juveniles to do it because they won't get much time for it, or they think they won't get much time. Mm, That's a possibility. Mm. But either way, it's crazy. It is. And you know what? This next story is a little off and disturbing. A group of deaf friends were at a Florida bar, and a woman mistook their sign language for gang signs. The woman was reportedly a, quote, gangbanger. That's what it said in the article. She thought they were throwing gang signs at her, so she threw some back. Then they motioned for her to leave them alone. She left, but then she returned with two guys ages 19 and 17, and the 19-year-old pulled out a knife and began stabbing the group. Four of them were taken to the hospital and treated for stab wounds. From the photos, it appears that maybe this was a Hispanic gang, but this is crazy. Like, first of all, I'm not familiar with sign language, just a few basics, but I don't know of any sign language actions that look like gang signs. I, I don't know. I don't either. When I saw this story, all I could think about was the time that two uh, deaf people got to arguing in the club in sign language, and all of us who were there, we just kind of stopped because we were trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Uh, Tragic and sad story nonetheless, but, I mean, again, craziness. Yeah. Yeah, now I do know that some of the sign language lingo or whatever it can Look like some gang signs or so, but. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, it can. Ooh, that's right. It can happen. Well, you know, it would seem to me through observation that you would see they were having some type of conversation among themselves. Right. So even if they weren't dead, she wasn't minding her own business because they weren't talking to her. At all, clear. Mm-hmm. Well, Here we go again with a money-making scheme that preys on those desiring healing or more spiritual connection. A pastor in Nigeria, he's built a swimming pool in the church. He calls it the Pool of Bathsheba. This pool is supposed to have healing powers, and he claims that once you enter it, your problems will disappear. This miracle isn't for free, and it's not for me. But anyway, this miracle isn't free. For a full swim, the pastor charges 50000 in Nigerian currency. Y'all know I had to look online and do the math. That's about $140 in U.S. dollars. And if you can't afford that, you can get a bottle of water from the pool for $10,000 Nigerian dollars 
or $28 in U.S. money. I wouldn't trust this pastor at all. He has had a lot of scandals attached to his name, including the fact that he divorced his wife to marry his pregnant mistress. It's all too much. But these pastors and these money-making schemes preying on people, I cannot with them. All right. So I, I'm I'm already tired. I'm already tired. <laughs> what, did, what did he call this swimming pool now? The pool of Bathsheba. Huh, okay, see, that's not even biblically correct. Well, yeah. that's what he calls it. Because Bathsheba was taking a bath, and as I remember correctly from the Bible, you know, David mm-hmm. saw her bathing, and that said everything totally arrived. Y'all need to go read your Bible. So I would not think that there would necessarily be too many healing powers in a pool of Bathsheba. Now, the pool of Bethesda, well, Pastor needs to go back and read his Bible because, yeah, that's, that's not even close to being biblically accurate. Okay. Just saying. The funny thing is that we hear these stories all the time about these pastors. I don't know if I can say they're pastors. These mm-hmm. people that do these schemes, biblical schemes, and people go for it. People actually pay for that water. They pay for them golden tickets to heaven. They pay for them pictures from heaven. And now they're paying for this water. Don't forget the shoes. And the shoes. we missing out, y'all. Mm. I just don't know if there's a place in heaven for them, and I don't want to find out. If we end up in the same place, I'm going to think I'm in trouble. Meanwhile, but, these are these same Nigerians who hit us up in our Facebook inboxes trying to get us to send them money. I think not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, people can be divided on the role of ministers. And the debate is if they should date or be involved in activities that some seem unfitting for one in a pastoral role. I'm curious about your thoughts on this, and, of course, we encourage our listeners to chime in by leaving a comment on TalkingWithT.com or call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. But back to the topic, is it okay for a minister to date or gamble or drink? What do y'all think? Well, now, here's the thing. Ministers are human just like mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, admittedly, they are held to a higher standard. So here's what I have been told from several of my friends who are in ministry. Whatever you do, do it in such a way that it does not bring reproach upon your ministry. Okay. So, for example, if you're going to, for those pastors who feel so inclined or those ministers who feel so inclined, to have a little drink every now and then, it probably would not be prudent to be seen at the bar. I got you. If you're going to date and you're a single minister, it probably would not be a good idea to be with one woman one week and another woman the next week. What about getting somebody else's wife pregnant? They shouldn't do that, huh? Now, that's the whole problem. Okay. I might have gone too far. I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's the whole problem right there, because if, if somebody else's wife 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just stop right there. Okay. And give the benediction. I, <laughs> I can't say that they're wrong. I think with pastors, you know, people put them on a pedestal, but they're still humans for one. So I think when they just do the simplest thing, like they find out they, you know, were drinking or not with the extramarital affairs. We're not talking about that. Right. Well, next week, we're going to have our Thanksgiving edition, and we're going to talk about recipes and traditions, raisins and potato salad, hot Cheeto turkeys and such. So please, please, share your unique family traditions or recipes. The website, again, is TalkingWithT.com. You can hit us up on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. It's impossible for us to highlight all that goes on in the news on our show. But subscribe to Talk with T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. So that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say. Thank you for tuning in to Talking with T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking with T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Always give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with Tea.